This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about right brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try right brand bacon. That's called right brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Seattle had some O's for any team since the Rangers in 2012. Speaking of, the Rangers lead the American League with six players. Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw is set to make his 10th All-Star appearance. In soccer at the Gold Cup, U.S. men's national team clobbered Trinidad and Tobago 6-0. The U.S. wins Group A, and they now ready for the knockout stage. Jesus Ferreira had a hat trick for the second straight game. I'm Nick Cope. Hello, welcome inside. Hour two, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon from the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz with hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin. It's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. That's mbusa.com slash eqe well we'll get to the lakers coming up in a minute you know where they've been at free agency they signed 47 more players yeah they uh, did over the weekend uh but this coming in now in the last few minutes from nba insider chris haynes who says that the following teams have reached out now reached out to the blazers about damian lillard hmm okay what do we say last hour? We talked about Damian Lillard. He's the one guy that can flip anything in free agency. He can take a team from contender to title favorite. But are the Blazers really going to do him a favor and send, oh, yeah, you want to go to Miami? Of course we'll send you that. We'll fly Pat Riley out here to your home, and he can take you back in a private plane. No, no. We're going to go wherever we feel like it, and if it's a team off the beaten path, it's a team off the beaten path. Here are the four teams who have reached out about Lillard. The Clippers, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, and the Celtics. Those are your four teams that have reached out about a potential Damian Lillard trade. The Celtics, the newest in this group, is now, hey, potentially the Celtics. We're going to go out and try to get Damian Lillard. But uh, you look at this this list of teams, Mike. You tell me where, where, where you think the Blazers would rather trade him, to the Clippers or the Celtics or the Timberwolves or the Pelicans. You, I, I, where, where do you think they'd rather go? Where do you think they'd rather trade him to? Yeah, it's the Timberwolves or the Pelicans, 100%. Well, sure. I mean, maybe you can go uh... – Bring in the distressed property that is Zion Williamson, and it can be, begin a uh, rehabilitation, become the next guy you love. Mm. It's a morning you, show. I don't know how much we can do about the Zion <laughs> Williamson, except that he doesn't play basketball right now. Everything well, he does else a lot of, he's is, too uh, busy. Gets us he's into a weird wor- world where he's he's been a little too busy. Uh, I mean, look, you could still work out at night. I think he's working out gym. at night. I think he's working out. Now, maybe not at the gym, but I think he's working out. As long as he's getting some aerobic exercise in, it's okay. He's getting aerobic exercise. I'm pretty sure he's getting aerobic exercise in. Check, check. We're checking all the boxes here, Mike. You're checking all the boxes for me. <laughs> I, I don't think he has time for basketball right now. I don't think he does. I think he's got a lot. He's got a lot going on. I don't think he has time for it. Yeah, it's the the curiosity with with this right is you know always uh, the the care to, for fake woging. You know, I, I'm seeing stuff in the timeline and, and trying to figure out where these teams come from. So we, we've got it out there. We hang an asterisk on it uh, as we go, right? Uh, but 
you certainly you you would love to have a, a little bit of of that come into play. I'm I'm trying to to verify and, and ferret this out uh, because it becomes the fun and exciting world, the NBA uh, central. You know, 1.2 million followers. So you've got you know some of that going on, but you know, trying to re- realize a, a marketplace for Damian Lillard. I mean that. All these teams could be in play, right? Boston certainly makes sense, given the history with Jalen Brown. You did get rid of Marcus Smart, so you could potentially want to make a move there. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun – I mean, I, I hope it comes to fruition fairly soon because otherwise it becomes wanton speculation and more people going into the uh, the trade analyzers that we joke about all the time, Jason. But it's it's potential for chaos – uh, if he does get the uh, to the place he wants, right? Miami's where we've already seen odds move, but but certainly reports that get linked to insiders and with Haynes, uh, his history, and we certainly know him well, uh, trying to link it back to him and his timeline, uh, if that's the case. Uh, but in the interim, this is where we get into the fun speculation of what would they do to accommodate him. Well, and the thing is, look, the Blazers are going to get all the low ball offers, right? Of course, we know that. And and the Celtics, I'm sure, if the Celtics really want him, it's going to be, well, we can trade you Brogdon and some picks and a couple of guys that's going to be, we want Jalen Brown. And, and Jalen Brown, when he signs an extension, they can't do it because then he can't be traded for a, for a year. But, you know, that's going to be the guy that they're going to want to change uh, – change addresses and say yeah because that's the blazers aren't going to say oh well you know we don't want to take this package of young guys and support play no they're they're starting over they're starting over with scoot henderson and they're like okay we want somebody else that we can start over with that's pretty young that we can have a tandem we liked having lillard and mccollum as long as we did we didn't get to the top of the mountain but it was pretty successful for us so the the team that offers them as a you know a star-ish a young star-ish player they're the ones that, 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 that take the deal. I can't see the Celtics doing that. I mean, the Celtics really going to say, okay, now we're going to – Jalen Brown's going to go somewhere in a trade and, and we're going to bring in Damian Lillard? I, I don't see that. I, the Pelicans have good young players, and they're looking to try to figure out how they want to build. Same thing with the Timberwolves. I don't know who the Clippers are going to offer. I mean, really, I mean, the Clippers have, have the assets to make a Lillard trade work, or is it going to be, hey, we got a bunch of first-round picks and, 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 a, and a bunch of spare parts? So I, I, I get that it's great to see the Clippers and Celtics in there. I just, I just don't see where they're going to have an offer where the Blazers are going to say yes, because it's got to be a name player, and it's got to be somewhat young to say, okay, we're going to make this trade happen. There's other teams that can do it. And, you know, the Blazers aren't going to just do them a favor and say, yeah, the Heat or the Sixers. No, no, no. We need somebody that's really good, and it's going to be the the other teams. It's going to be the next level of teams that, hey, we want to be contenders, not the contenders that are going to be vaulted over the top because of Lillard, but it's going to be the we want to be contenders, and Lillard can bring us that. And there's a lot of teams in that mix, and that's where the T-Wolves and the Pelicans are. We want to be contenders. Is that where really wants to go? I mean, that's good. that's the best part of this uh uh, situation with Damian Lillard trade is like, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, flex my muscles a little bit and say, yeah, here are my preferred destinations, and I don't know, the Blazers are gonna say, sure, wherever you want to go, this could get really hairy, really fast. Yeah, I, I think when we we get down to it, and Haynes, you know, in the initial reporting on the the story uh, when you know the the first idea that Lillard had finally requested the trade was that to facilitate anything was going to require a third team. We started to see Duncan Robinson's name. We started to see Tyler Hero's name. Uh, and then you start figuring out, all right, what's where are the other mechanics uh, to make this work and what other teams would need to get involved and, and, and how do these get facilitated? The odds obviously changed immediately uh, for the heat, liability concerns and whatever for sports books. But the the Blazers made it pretty clear in their statements that as much as there's an accommodation and they feel pretty good with what they got in Scoot Henderson, and you want to talk about a guy who's already uh, talking like he's the leader and ready to be a, a dominant force for them, uh, he's like, yep, all right, if he's going to go, I, I guess I'm the man now, which, which look, I love it. I, lo- I love the bravado, but um, you're not going to give him away. 
right? 11 years, and while you want to be accommodating, you still don't want to go into a full rebuild and tank mode. After all, you did just give a giant Brinks truck worth of cash to Jeremy Grant to stay. Yeah, and they're, they're going to give it to him. They're not going to – I mean, I know his agent caught – hey, huh, we're still going to do that deal, right? Just want to make sure. So, you know, just, just want I, – I know, you know, we agreed and the paperwork is in and it's a, we're still doing this, right? You're still going to keep him, right? So, okay, going to work. Uh, so, there, look, that's the latest with Damian Lillard, right? That, those are the four teams we know uh, to this point. Chris Haynes of Yahoo has uh, reported they have called uh, about what it would take to land Lillard in a deal. Now, meanwhile, you want to go 3,000 miles west where the Lakers are and where they sit after where they're at at free agency, and they're feeling pretty good, and I, I get it. Now, you know there's a but coming, but, but, but I want to say most of it is really, really good. I like what the Lakers did. They kept the band together. They went out and they got Gabe Vincent, right? Vincent was a really good player, especially in the playoffs for the Miami Heat. He stepped up. Tyler Hero was out. He was a guy that hit some threes. He had some 20-point games. He was a sneaky good acquisition. I like what the Lakers did. They spent money the way they did. They have flexibility uh, with what they have. You know, Austin Reeves, you know, is now back for four years at $56 million. Hachimura for the next three years. They saw what they did from the trade deadline on where they were one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, let's keep this nucleus together for the next year plus and see where we're at. We don't know where LeBron's going to be, but AD is still going to be somewhat in his prime. So, yeah, I, I like this. At the same time, did the Lakers become, wow, now they're overwhelming? They caught up to the Nuggets. They caught up to the, the, the best team in the NBA that really sent them out pretty easy in the playoffs. They didn't. And But it's, it's not a... It's not a, a Lakers thing. This is kind of an NBA-wide thing where a lot of the teams have decided we want to try to run it back. Like we're suddenly Sean McVay. Run it back! We want to try to run it back. The Warriors decided we want to get older and go get Draymond Green and bring him back. Okay, that, that's fine. Other teams have made small moves. You know, Kyrie Irving goes back to the, the Dallas Mavericks. And Kyle Kuzma could have flipped a team from a contender to a favorite, but he stays with Washington. Fred Van Vliet, the same thing. But he goes to Houston, who's starting over. So there hasn't been a lot of big moves where, hey, suddenly you got to watch out for this team way more than you did a year ago. So it's kind of a it, – it, it's, it's not a staying uh, at zero. I mean, the Lakers moved the needle a little bit, and I like what they did, and there's a couple other teams I can say I like what they did too. Look, I like what the Knicks did getting DiVincenzo because they need a guy that can shoot, need a guy that can hit threes. That was what they were missing in their series against the Heat. But at the same time, nobody's gone crazy, but – with nobody going crazy, does that mean you've done really well? So it's one of those weird, weird situations now for the Lakers where it's, yeah, we improved. We didn't become title contenders, but nobody else kind of has done that yet, and maybe it works for us, and maybe there's one more move. So, so far, I got to say, I like what they did, but is it enough? It, it probably isn't. Well, I mean, a lot of it, it, it all pretends, you know, and is all dependent upon, I should say, all dependent upon the health of, of Davis and James. Do you get the same run? Did you build a roster that's going to allow them to manage any injuries, take time off as needed during the regular season, and reduce some of those stressful minutes? Uh, do, if you did that and you feel comfortable there, and we look around the Western Conference, a lot of moves, a lot of guys re-signing where they began, uh, and you know the run it back chance begin. And here in L.A., when you bring back Russell, when you bring back Reeves, Hachimura, uh, all the cast-offs from the 2019 draft, right? Hachimura sticks around. You bring in Cam Reddish. Jackson Hayes comes over. He's moderately intriguing. Not that he's going to fill box scores, but plays defense and can rebound. And it gives you another big to maybe, again, limit those minutes that you have to uh, run Davis out there in mid-December and January games. Uh, all of that to keep yourself as healthy as you can. Because, you know, we've talked about it a lot on, in, in our show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason, it's the, can we get to mid-April with as many of our guys ready to go to play meaningful minutes? And depth being such a big deal, particularly at the bigs. So for some of the would-be contenders, like, did you go and fortify the front line? Because you got to go have people that can at least body up on Jokic. If you don't do that then you know you're you're playing a fool's game 
with the process. And who's to say their season goes perfectly as well, right? They they got through relatively unscathed in terms of times time lost uh, and having your core available. But for the Lakers, yeah, there's got to be some optimism, right? The guys you you said, hey, we've got to do this to move forward, i.e. bring back Austin Reeves' fan favorite and Hachimura, who gave you some big games after coming over from Washington. You did those, and then the rest of it, additive, you got to feel pretty good where you're at. Does it put you over the top? No, but it's only as far as 23 takes you anyway, or six these days. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Now, it's not like, and it's not like they can be done because now I feel like the good news for free agency is that, okay, we've seen just about everybody sign. We're waiting for Lillard to be traded. We're waiting for James Harden to go somewhere. But all the Next. other big players are, 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 have, been, have been moved around. And now you're going to start seeing poker because now is when the trades are going to happen. You know, usually you get the trades in and around free agency. You get sign and trade deals. Hey, we're gonna we want to keep an asset here. We want to do this, but it's been different this year. It's, you've seen you've seen everybody go, and now teams because so many people and so many teams have kind of stayed the same and improved a tiny bit. You're gonna see a couple of teams say, "Okay, the dust is settled." Who's really been bold? Nobody. Let's be bold. We can get better. We can maybe become a team that goes from a middle of the pack to a title contender, and you're going to see a couple of big trades happen. There's still big-time players that teams want to move on from with the money situation they have, but now is when you're going to see it because now is when, okay, we, we take a few minutes. We see how the landscape is. Nobody really was aggressive. If we do it, there's not going to be many teams that make these bold moves to try to get better. We can maybe leapfrog a bunch of teams, so we try to do it. So I, I, I see that happening now, and, and the Lakers and the Knicks and some of those big teams in the Heat clearly waiting for Lillard, they're the teams that are going to make those big, bold moves to try to go get another big star player. Well, yeah, I mean, the Knicks are going to bring in James Harden. Stop. And there stop. goes I Julius said, Randle. Stop. All right, there's the domino said, to fall. I said big star player. I didn't say just say a guy that nobody wants, that I don't want. No, no, I said big star well, player. It would, it would be a trade involving a third-team all-NBA guy. Big star player. And, and Julius Randle. And, you know, I had that, that momentary brain freeze where you have the – you sort enough ba- basketball cards where, uh, you know, LeBron is in a 23 that you want to put him back, you know, when he wanted to be MJ. And then realized he couldn't, so he switched to six. <laughs> Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the number. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we have more from this big weekend in the NBA, the biggest head scratchers that we can break down over the course of the last 72 hours. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike in for Dan and the Danettes. This is Fox. Summer's in full swing. Time to fire up the Traeger grill and get cooking. Traeger.com has what you're looking for when it comes to next-level cooking essentials. They have portable grills to take with you when you go out fishing, camping, or even to the game so you can share something delicious in the parking lot. They also have a variety of other grills that would complete your dream deck. The all-new Ironwood that launched earlier this year is loaded with new features like precision temperature control, customizable accessory rail, grilling light, meat probes, pellet sensor, Wi-Fi connectivity, and plenty more. And if you haven't already heard, they also launched their Flat Rock Flat Top Grill, which gives you even more flavors and meals to explore. Whatever grill you decide on, the controls will be simple and convenient, allowing you to impress your guests the next time you fire something up. Be sure to visit Traeger.com to see what else is cooking in the Traeger hood, and don't forget to use DP Show at checkout for free shipping. That's DP Show when you get to checkout for free shipping. Alright, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Light. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy early 4th of July. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. That's mbusa.com slash EQS. Before we get into uh, the biggest head scratchers from NBA free agency so far, I'm going to tell you this because it's the 38th anniversary today of Back to the Future. 38 years. 38 years. Starting to see it in my timeline. Uh, again, as, as long careful. as I can see it. Yeah, I mean, I may look at too many Back to the Future posts and I, I can't see when Damian Lillard gets traded. But uh, I will tell you this, all right? In the block, here's a big hot take for you. You want a big hot take on right before the 4th of July? Yeah, let's go. In the blockbuster era of movies, and this is since Jaws, right? Because that's when, when movies changed forever. The blockbuster uh, in the summer of 75, Jaws came out, and then we had Star Wars, and that's when movies changed, right? We had the summer blockbuster. In that era, and then we have what, what Hollywood had before it. So it's kind of like Hollywood has been, and movies have been divided up into two eras, like pre-1975 and post-1975. Post-1975... All right, so I'm going back now 47 years, right? 47, 48, 48 years. 48 years. Back to the Future is the best movie that's been made in that time. Come on. Best, because the movie has everything. Jason, your mic's on. The acting is great, Frostberg. I'm telling you, man. I mean, 32 years ago, Terminator 2 came out. Let's go. I like T2. I had a good song, and I like T2. But Back to the Future had acting, romance, Drama, comedy, music, thrills, adventure. The screenplay is taught at USC is what's the perfect screenplay uh, in, 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 in cinema. Well, that's the, the just movie, like their opinion, man. It's got abs. This movie has absolutely everything. And I don't care how many times I've seen it. it I, I've seen it probably 200 times by now. The clock tower scene at the end still, I know how it ends. And it's still so incredibly nerve wracking that, oh, he's up there. And then it catches on his pants. I mean, I, I don't know that there's a movie that's had more than Back to the Future. It made the best movie made made since 1975 you really just ruined that movie for people who haven't seen it no, maybe it was going to be part of their holiday 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 
You know what I want to say? I want to wait till the 38th anniversary. Then I want to watch it. Well, maybe they get inspired because it's actually one of those tweets that shows up on their timeline today. In an age of sparse information, it's kind of like the scarcity. Chris and I were uh, just talking about the, you know, the Lord of the Rings uh, offering that just came out, and they were chasing the one-of-one ring card. Same thing with tweets now. If I'm not getting all of them, then the ones that come through suddenly have that much more gravitas. So if you are able to retweet out, you know, your love of Back to the Future, maybe you inspire some kid today to go and give that his first viewing. How about that? I'm going to go watch, but there's a part where something gets caught on a guy's pants and it's going to ruin the movie for me. It's not going to ruin the movie. It's not going to ruin the movie. It might. I mean, I, I don't know. It's not. All I said, because if you've seen it, I mean, you know you're, the part. You're, but you're, you're calling it the perfect movie. I'm t- I'm, it might be. I'm telling what you. What about that, Jaws? The I, USS Indianapolis speech. Yeah, Jaws was good. Jaws, but it was it, good. There's Mike, lots of. a Mets fan. What would he lo- know about the perfect movie? There's lots of really good because well, I watch movies when I turn the Mets off early when they stink. So the ball uh, goes through Buckner's legs. <laughs> it's been that a was long a, that time. was a movie. It's been a long time since '86. But no other movie has had all of those things. Has had all of those things that I just outlined. Some great movies have some of them, but they don't have all of them. And that movie had everything, absolutely everything you want in a movie. Back to the Future has. Look at you. This brought to you the, by. I mean, look, the, I enjoyed the Michael J. Fox uh, movie still that's out there and, and for consumption about his life and, and his day-to-day as much as anybody. I mean, and that, that'll get you reaching into the heartstrings. I, I don't know that, you know, Back to the Future is not one that I stop on. Oh, maybe, oh well, maybe you're the only I got one. Problems. It is the Shohei Otani of movies, Mike. Whoa, 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 It is the whoa. Shohei Otani of movies. I mean, movies. you want to talk Shawshank, you can get me with Shawshank. Does everything. Tommy, yeah, but would you testify to that? Yeah. <laughs> Shawshank is great. That's a, but how, there's, there's, you know, there's no romance. There's not a lot of comedy. There's not a lot of music. I mean, there's all a romance of these things, with the music. It doesn't have to be between things. people. You get the one it's about song. Hope. You get the one it's about song. the glory of what could be. Yeah, sure, sure, but it doesn't. It doesn't check all the boxes that Back to the Future does. It checks every single box of what you would well, want. Well, Spider Man. It's got action, oh, adventure. Sure. Willem Dafoe. Spider Man. All right, you said Spider Man. Spider Man. All right, you, you, when you hit Uncle with Ben. Dafoe, I mean, there's I, I, no greater love than that man had for for Peter Parker. Yeah, what did Peter Parker do? He cut him loose and said, ah, oh, fine, I'm not going to stop this guy. And he's going to go and oh, – sorry, I'm going to spoil Spider-Man. I'm not saying that. that love always ends the way you want it to, pal. <laughs> like Dracula, love never dies. That's no. right. All right but, that was but, a pretty good movie too. Yeah, but you can't – Let's go. But, Let's get Gary you, Oldman into this. You can't make Willem Dafoe and Uncle Ben like the top of your argument for spider What about Spider-Man? What about Willem Dafoe <laughs> Nah, it was at the top of the argument. They were, they were like the sides. Come on, it all works. What about the 1989 classic Batman? You had Prince. You had a love story. You had a great villain. You had a world under siege. Yeah, okay, Batman was good. I like Batman, too. Batman's not back to the future. I gave you the perfect opportunity to grab the ball and go down a whole <laughs> run of Steven Seagal movies starting with Under Siege. What about and Under you Siege? failed. What about Mark for Death? What about Out for Justice? Anybody see Richie? You think you're above the law? Well, you ain't. I mean, you got The Godfather, Godfather 2. Not a lot of comedy. Rocky. Not a lot of comedy. Not a lot of comedy. Not a lot of comedy. Not a lot of, it, it, all, all of these. It's, it's the movie that has all of those things in it. It's got everything in it. No other movie packs as much in it. You, you and I love sandwiches, right? And we love lots of stuff oh, yeah, on top sure. of our sandwiches. No other movie is that sandwich. Pulp That's fiction. a big sandwich. Everything you want on there. Now I want a sandwich. It's 7.30 in the morning. I want, to, I want a big sandwich now. No other movie has that big sandwich. Could make that happen. Mm, Even sandwich. though it's 7.30 in the morning, there's someone. <laughs> what about Pulp Fiction, Jay? Pulp Fiction was great. Pulp Fiction's up on the list, too. I, I, Pulp Fiction was fantastic. Eh, still not Back to the Future. Apocalypse Now has a lot of comedy. Apocalypse, yes, yeah, tons of comedy. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. You guys are just naming movies now. Here's Full a Metal Jacket. We out. just commemorated the uh, anniversary the other day. Okay, Full Metal Jacket. I'll give you this. The first half of that movie may be the best movie I've ever seen. Action's be- better. Then it becomes a pretty good. Then it's a pretty good movie. But first half of Full Metal Jacket, that may be the best movie I've ever what seen. What about that Fight was Club? Unbelievable. What did you say, Frostberg? Fight Club. 
Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> the Club. 1980s Dune. Out there. You can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, uh, I like Fight Rob on as much as everybody, but no. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like Sting the, is running around. I like the guy who played Meatloaf as much as anybody else, but still. <laughs> so we're sitting here now on the day before the 4th of July, and we're seeing what's happened so far in free agency and what is yet to come. And we spent a lot of time so far talking about what we have seen, but what is yet uh, what 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 is yet to come? But what we have seen so far, some of the stuff is just really head scratching. You know, I mean, most of the teams, you know, they've decided we want to kind of stand pat, and we think we can improve from within, and we can wind up uh, being a title contender that way. And some teams, I go, I I just don't see it. And and the two biggest things that I keep I I keep saying I don't understand what teams are doing have to be the Warriors and the Mavericks. All right, now the Warriors bringing back Draymond Green for four years and $100 million. I, I feel like the rest of the NBA is breathing a sigh of relief right now because the Warriors have decided, oh, we just want to get older, and that's how we're going to win the title. But we're going to bring in Chris Paul, who's 38, and how many minutes a game is he going to play? And it sounds great that Chris Paul is the season point guard that he is. He's going to get him into their sets. They're going to play well. How long is that going to go for? When they need to win games, how, is Chris Paul really going to have anything left? As you've seen in the playoffs the last couple of years, Chris Paul gets less and less effective as the, as the time goes on, right? He hit his peak game two of the NBA Finals three years ago. Since then, it's been, oh, Chris Paul's out. And there's a reason why the Suns moved on from him. But the Warriors, Bob Myers left, and it's like they decided we're going to all be crazy now. And we're going to go bring in Chris Paul and sign Draymond Green, who isn't nearly the player that he was. A guy that still has value, don't get me wrong, probably has greater value to a different team that feels like maybe we're a Draymond away. We need his attitude his, and his defensive prowess even to show the way to some of the other guys. Kind of like what Memphis is doing with, with Derrick Rose and Marcus Smart and John. Morant, but we've seen that the Warriors aren't close to an NBA title. They they got they got worked by the Lakers in the second round last year, and they're an old team. And the solution is we're going to get older, and that's how we're going to win. No, no one gets older in the NBA and wins a title. And it's like the Warriors decided, and Mike Dunleavy Jr. taking over as GM is like, oh, can I really break this this group up? Even though you have to, you have to let Draymond go and get something for him. You got to let Clay go and get something for him because he's not the same guy either. You have to reload on the fly around Steph Curry, which shouldn't be too difficult. He's a superstar. He's still playing at a high level that other players want to come play with. So you could do that. But instead, I, 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 it, it, they may as well have stood outside the arena and said, hey, fans, here's what we're doing. We're going to make sure these guys stay around. We know you like watching them all on TV. We want them all to retire as Golden State Warriors, be all one franchise players. We're going to keep selling their jerseys. You're going to keep coming to the games. We're going to win some games in the regular season. It's going to be awesome. I mean, we're not going to win away from home because we're terrible on the road. But the home games you come to are going to be great, and it's going to be a lot of fun for the next three years. And it'll be, in, in a crazy world, we'll be able to slow down, and you'll be able to, to appreciate maybe the last 10 years. Or go back to what life was like in 2015 or 2014. I mean, that's kind of what the Warriors are doing, and I don't get it. I, 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 I don't get, hey, we got to keep everybody together rather than we've seen that this group has hit its peak and we're not getting better, and we need to find a way to do it. But instead, instead, no, we're very happy being where we're at. I mean, the rest of the league is saying, okay, good. I don't have to worry about Steph and the Warriors going crazy anymore because they're not going to get out of the second round again at best if they even get into the second round. Well, I wonder if they're, one, if they're done – uh, look, you reference one of the great ad campaigns that has ever been run by a team, complete with guys shaking maracas and everything in the commercials. The 1999-2000 Golden State Warriors, led by Anton Jameson, Larry Hughes, uh, the end of Terry Cummings' career, etc. Um, it was called, quote, a great time out. Warriors basketball, it's a great time out. And you're dancing around on the court and everything else. So trying to channel a little bit of that. I, I would wonder, you know, internally, what's the estimation of the ceilings for Moses Moody and uh, Jonathan Kaminga? Right, because Kaminga has been rumored in trade um, pursuits from other teams and, and was entering free agency in the draft and everything else. Still there? Do they think he's got a high ceiling? Is that where you're you're sticking some of the um, onus to grow and to complement the veterans 
that internally, while you had a bunch of misfires, those two guys still have value and can push forward with that veteran-laden front? Because on paper, right, if you can spell guys the minutes, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Are they good enough to get over? I don't know. We, We keep talking about how everybody in the West is flawed. Why can't a couple of breaks go your way? Yeah, but if if you're keeping the same team and and you were if you were one step, I get the Lakers more than I get the Warriors. Saying, "Hey, let's bring everybody back." We were much better after the deadline, and that was only well, a, a few weeks. The Warriors decide, "Hey, we just got bounced in the second round, and we got blown out in some of those games." And our big move is going to be to bring in Chris Paul. I mean, really? That that's that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do because you still said goodbye to a guy who, in his prime, Jordan Poole, or when, when he's given a lot to when he's given a lot of responsibility, sure. scores twenty four a game. No, the I guy's get that. Talented, but he was a know? scorer and a detriment in other parts of the game, which they were very quick to point out after they'd paid him his huge deal and then traded him away. By the way, there were just parts of his game. Not to mention whatever the locker room was going on and and the fact that it was allowed to fester for a full season. Uh, trying to run it back is is a bit confusing. Seems like maybe at the trade deadline you might have found a suitor for him then, uh, but now you, you move on for this next year uh, and you don't have that dynamic of Jordan Poole and whoever was on his side and the, the Draymond Green and whoever's on their sides. I mean, you know, you need a little bit of solidarity when it comes down to it. See, now we're just going to run quotes from Tarantino movies uh, through the rest of the show. Uh, but it, it's that that idea for the Warriors. Do I think it puts them over? No. Remember, I wanted Porzingis, your former Nick, would-be superstar, the Latvian Dirk, to show up. Instead, he's a Boston Celtics uh, big man today, two years, $60 million. But... That that's the the only question I have. Is there another shoe to drop where you're packaging the the young guys, or internally have you decided they're enough to to push you a little bit forward? Because remember, they did have leads in a couple of those games against the Lakers that they gave up too. So you're trying to figure out how far off you truly are from competing against some of these squads, because everybody's flawed, right? They're all flawed. It's just a matter of you know who gets through. And can you be playing good basketball? The concern, and you addressed it uh, in your comments, is the Clay Thompson elephant in the room in terms of how much of the former Clay Thompson can you bank on him being? And for me, the bigger issue uh, isn't the rest of his game. It's his shot was off. And if he can't shoot, what's Clay Thompson? Even though, even though they did that, I can. I can get the Warriors maybe a little bit more than what the Mavericks did in bringing back Kyrie wow. for three years, $126 million. Are you kidding me? Like, that's where I go, uh, Mark Cuban sometimes is just Jerry Jones, and, and sometimes he makes even less sense. Like, Kyrie shows up. They're terrible. Right? They lose standing in the Western Conference. No, no, we're going to give you three years, $126 million. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand where the Mavericks say, yes, this is our missing piece. You don't know anything about Kyrie as far as his dedication to the game, how long it's going to be until he gets upset with how things are going in Dallas, whatever it is. Yet we're going to give this guy this kind of money after he played 16 games for us and we were bad. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't follow any of that logic. The only thing that makes sense is if they knew we can't get somebody to come play with Luka. Right, like we for whatever reason, because Luca, Luca's reputation, do is he going to be able to get star players to come play alongside him? Can they build along? And Kyrie was the one guy saying, "Hey, nobody else is going to pay me, so I'll stay if you pay me, and I'll stay and play with Luca. You're going to give me a lot of money." And they said, "Okay, that's the only thing that makes sense." If the if the Mavericks know we just can't get anybody to come play with them because there people are unsure. Can we play alongside him and get along? Porzingis came in, and what happened? They didn't get along, and Porzingis got shipped out, and now he's in Boston trying to to, to start his career again. Is that the case? Is 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 he too much of a coach killer? Is there is there behind the scenes stuff people don't like? That's the only thing that makes sense because signing Kyrie Irving, I just don't get. All right, I mean, the, I, I just don't get. Well, the the quick uh, rebuttal and maybe maybe justification. One of which I I would uh, say. Uh, some folks can't get over the idea of sunk costs because, remember, they gave up two players and draft picks. So maybe it's still a safe face. The other, you know, the Lakers essentially ran it back. They're bringing back a couple other guys. 
Maybe the Mavericks looked around after elimination and what happened in the playoffs, including said Lakers, and said, well, a full season with Kyrie, we can make this happen. I think it's more of the sunk cost thing. But I do like your theory that Luka's a guy nobody wants to play with. Because that, I mean, you want to talk about hot takes and busting out a flamethrower. Let's go on a holiday weekend. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Now, I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you earn. That's right. Everything you earn is doubled. The cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. So if those are the teams that were head scratches in NBA free agency, what about the top players? Were their decisions big head scratchers? Here's a hint. Yes. That's coming up next right here. Jason and Mike in for Dan and the Danettes. This is Fox. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it all. Also, breaking ground on NIL. They've got some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Caitlin Clark in there, Angel Reese, and a lot of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round draft picks. And if you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. And the best trading card brands, Prism, Select, Don Russ, and so many more. And for those NFL draft fans, get real-time trading cards after players are picked with Panini Instant Cards, celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy early 4th of July. 
Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy with full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app. Vehicles are all electric, the feeling is all Mercedes. Choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com eq. That's mbusa.com eq. We'll have more on Damian Lillard and the latest on his situation coming up in about 10 minutes as now some potential, some more potential destinations are emerging for Lillard, the guy, the one guy who can flip free agency and take a team from contender into a title favorite. But the guys, Mike, that I'm really stunned at, right? A lot of free agency has been, boy, teams staying the same. But the two biggest free agents so far, if you had all the list of free agents, if you could say you can have – any two guys on this list you want for your team. The two guys I would pick would be Kyle Kuzma and Fred Van Vliet. And I really don't get their decisions in free agency. Kuzma is someone who had proved himself to be the prize, basically, in free agency this year. Right? What, what he has done, he, he flashed a bit with the Lakers, and they trade him to Washington. He's become a, a really well-rounded offensive player, and defensively he's pretty good. He can guard wings now. Uh, he is the sought-after guy, and he goes back to Washington? I mean, a team that's saying, we are dumping everybody and starting over. Bye-bye, Bradley Beal. Bye-bye, Christoph Porzingis. He could have got paid from anywhere. He could have got paid from from a from a title contender. He could have got but I'm going to go back to Washington? I mean, I, I mean, I know that players like to be in certain situations. Hey, I feel comfortable here. I feel this. But all you're going to do is go get drubbed for the next three years. You're going to go and you're going to get creamed by a bunch of other teams in the Eastern Conference who are better. And while I always say not a lot of players, not enough players in the NBA really want to win as much as they should, uh, because, I, look, I get the lifestyle, I get playing and, 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 and doing things they do off the court and making money, I get that. There's something for a, for a guy that says, yeah, I'm okay with the next three years, I'm getting paid, and I'm just going to lose, you know, for the next three years. I, I, I don't get that. Well, Kyle Kuzma could have gone anywhere, and I'm going back to Washington, I don't get it. Well, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, one, there's always the I get to be the guy kind of mentality, as opposed to I'm part of whatever. Because even last year, I had a fantastic year uh, from a national perspective, and I'm sure locally he was the third third guy. Now he, now he's number one. The curiosity of Jordan Poole is there. But it's also a deal, a guy, that, a guy that his other team didn't want. No, oh, by the way, you're coming back, and you got to play with Jordan Poole the next three years. Well, Ooh, maybe, I mean- maybe you don't have the same <laughs> issue. Maybe Jordan Poole learned something. Maybe he's not going to do something that makes him punchable. Not that I justify or uh, – or believe that in any way, shape, or form it should have come to that. No, And if you had a bunch of leaders in the locker room, shouldn't they have been able to quell it? How about that, Steve Kerr? Riddle me that! But the <laughs> Steph Curry, you want to stop golfing and answer that one for me too? Uh, that maybe you could have healed uh, a rift and gotten guys together? Uh, but in the end, you know, been the peacemaker? See, I, I, I got more John Cena references. In, but it's the, the idea for, for, for Kuzma... Is he and Poole, they'll put up their points. They'll be a, a fun brand of basketball. And maybe they're the key towards a rebuild and a relaunch. But even if that doesn't work, what's he making? 25 a year? 26 you want to round up? Guess what? Trade deadline. We got a guy that can shoot. A guy who's shown he can play in some big situations. Who who wants him? I don't. I don't think he's there for the duration of the four years. I think he gets spun off. I hope not for his sake. I mean, oh boy, I'm just going to lose for a long time. And 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 with Van Vliet, it's this is another guy who would have been the missing piece to many title contenders, whether it's the Lakers or or the Knicks or somebody else. He could have gone anywhere, but I'm going to Houston. And, and look, it it, it kind of has that feel, the Van Vliet to Rockets feel, kind of like the Jalen Brunson. Knicks feel from a year ago where it was kind of a fait accompli. Mm-hmm. Look, Brunson's going to join the Knicks. Uh, kind of from the, hey, Van Vliet's going to be a rocket. He's going to go play with Ime Udoka, and they're going to try to build something there. But, I mean, you've been in the league a while, right? You, you would have got paid, again, a guy who would have got paid anywhere. And you're going to go to Houston, who I get that they're trying to go after it, and they want to jump back into to contention right away. But you're coming from the bottom of the league. And for the next three years, how much winning are you really going to do? 
right? So I, I, I really these two these two guys that could have gone anywhere, that could have been difference makers. The fact that they decide to go to basic, you know, NBA outposts that aren't going to win soon. I mean, I, especially when you can get paid anywhere you go. It's one thing if, boy, I wasn't going to get money from a lot of these teams, but this team is so desperate they're going to pay me. No, Van Vliet and Kyle Kuzma could have got you know $100 million from anybody. You know, There's lots of teams that would have moved stuff around to go get them had they been able to just sit out and negotiate with them for a bit. Yeah, I think when Van Vliet's interesting, right? He's another one of, one of those players who are like, all right, was his key value where he was or, or is there more to be unlocked? In this case, I, I think it's that veteran leadership playing in big minutes. A lot of the stuff that we talk about in you know when you you had Brunson and the attitude that he gave to your Knicks last year, and clearly they're leaning into that uh, roster wise and bringing in guys who have familiarity with him. Now you look at Houston, pretty good young core, and you bring in Van Vliet, and then you go over the top and you bring in Dylan Brooks who at times was a really good player. I think folks forget that uh, and wanted to exile him just because of uh, stuff with LeBron. Pretty good player. Just uh, acted out of sorts and got a little away from things. Maybe in Houston you go back to basics. The guy I wanted, I mentioned him before, was Porzingis. I thought he was everything the Warriors needed. But he's, he's a Celtic, and we'll keep singing the song for him there. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan Patrick today. Now, speaking of Porzingis, the Celtics pretty interesting. They've jumped into the fray now for Damian Lillard. Coming up next, we get into what is next for Dame as some potential landing spots are starting to reveal themselves, not just the heat. It's coming up next right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ.